This podcast contains adult situations, horror themes, and disturbing content. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Enjoy! Welcome, my darling, to episode 7 of the Blood Crow Stories. You're doing wonderful. We're getting such a good harvest from you. I mean, that's why I've always been better than my sisters. I mean, it's not like you're an ideal patient. You did try to break your arm restraints. I assure you, I take no pleasure in sedating you. Well, maybe a little. (laughs) Either way, just behave until we're done and you might just be able to leave here. My little songbird, today's gonna be a slow day for us. With the barn burned down, we gotta do what we can to build the corral for the horses. Man came and burned it down after killing one of the mine workers. I can't even make a sense of what's going on anymore, but I got my team and we're gonna try. But for now, we got some rebuilding to do. to push, but I'm going to ask you one more time, Samantha. You and your daughter have been through so much the last few days. Are you absolutely positive you don't want to take a few more days to acclimate and to mourn? Maybe spend some time comforting Cora? You're sweet, Miss Clementine. You really are. But sometimes comforting a child is about the worst thing you can do. Tells them there's a reason they should be hurting in the first place. She's better off spending the day playing with Nettie's girls. Besides, I always wanted to learn how to build something with my own hands. <laughs> There ain't no one better to teach you than Gracie. She's responsible for keeping some of these old buildings dry and standing. Before she came, most of us could see the stars through our roofs. But she also made that beautiful chair by your fire, right? That she did. It was a wedding present. I ain't never seen anything like it before or since. That's what I want to do. I want to make something beautiful. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you'll get your chance to do that. But don't be surprised if she sets you to making axe handles first. I know Becca broke two last week herself. You decent in there, Gracie? Never a day in my life. Get on in here, Clem. Be right with you. Almost there. Come on, you bastard. Woo! There. Sorry, gals. That beam was just a couple inches too long. I hate having to cut twice. What happened to your measure twice nonsense? You're always yelling at me. Don't sass me. I gotta get this floor beam over to Pearl before her stove oven crashes right through it. Can't believe she didn't call me on sooner. You could about boil a stew and a dip in that floor. I'll need to get some extra muscle to get that floor jacked back up to get this in place. You know you can count on me. Give me a few hours and I'll round up a team, especially if it keeps me in Pearl's sourdough loaves. Mmm, tell me about it. 
Why you think I'm in such a hurry? <laughs> I'm being rude now. Clem, I assume this sweet young lady here is the one you told me about. In the flesh. Samantha here wants to learn the trade. Lord knows I could use an apprentice. With the rate you women keep breaking things, you'll put me in an early grave. I hope I can help. I don't know the first thing about carpentry, though, and I don't want to be in the way. Oh, damn, maybe this was a bad idea. Samantha, dear, if you can hold a hammer, you'll be perfect. We all got to start somewhere, and I am plumb happy to have you. I knew you two would get along just fine. Now, if you don't mind, I've got to get to a patrol while Jessa seems to... some other business. Will you be all right, Samantha? You know, I think I'll be just fine. I'm sorry, you did what now? I don't really know if I can believe that. <laughs> yep, every day, even sometimes before lunch. Well, here's your call for girls. What on earth are you two hooting about over here? I could hear you all the way in the pig, Jessamine. <laughs> Rosa here is trying to tell me that she had to stitch up her entire wardrobe every day. Granted, I only had two gowns, but the gowns were the easy part. You can just hide it away with any tear and some lace of beads. The devil was in fixing the silky stockings and under things. You can't just patch that. I know some dogs who'd be just jealous of my stitching. Well, why the hell would you have to do that every day? Honey, when your job is to get your clothes ripped off every day, you either get mighty good with a needle and thread, or you go broke buying dresses. Yeah, that or you'd get mighty good with a right hook. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. That was usually only by request, and even then it cost them more. Men would pay you to hit them? That's the job I want. <laughs> you girls let me know if you need anything else. Well, I guess that the hiring fill my position up at the Arcadia now. I can't hardly believe I'm not going back there. Now, look, this don't have to be forever, Rosie, just until we know that you're safe. Once the killer is taken care of, you're welcome to go back home if you want to. Can I at least let them know I'm okay? Baron Darla have been so good to me. Celine can wear like a mother hen. I don't want him to be worried. Well, here's what we could do. You can write him a letter, but don't say anything about where you are, where you're headed, or really even who you're with. We keep Melville a secret for good reason, and I don't want to leave a trail for someone to find it, anyone. So let me see your letter when you're done. I'll look it over. I'll have Clem make sure it gets into their hands and their hands only, all right? Oh, and... Don't let on to Addie that we let you do this. She worries enough as it is. That being said, I understand that you want them to know that you're safe. So, I'll tell Addie that we found you, and you write to your Barry and darling Celine, and we'll keep all this a secret, all right? I can do that. Thank you. <laughs> no problem at all. Now, as for Melville, our ladies will be glad to have someone as handy with a needle as you. Many of the women and children we bring in don't have nothing more than the clothes on their backs when they get to us. Most of them got some basic sewing skills, but might get a smile on their faces to know that there's someone who can make them somehow a little nicer. I'd be glad to help with it. It's the least I can do, considering you've taken me in like this. Uh, and I, uh, I don't suppose you got any history working with leather, do you? We need everything from saddles stitched to belts. Jessamine, my dear, you might be shocked at the things I can do with leather. A saddle be the breeze after some of the outfits I've had to make for special requests. 
Actually, with all this blows over, I can go up to Blackchapel and bring back... I can't let you do that. What? I was just... Look, I know you're just meaning to help. And I'm sorry I lashed out, but... This is our most important rule, Rosie. After this killer is caught, if you decide to leave here and go back home, that's it. You absolutely cannot come back here. But I promise won't tell no one. I know you wouldn't, Rosie, and I do believe you, but what if someone followed you? Say somebody was looking for a woman, suspected that she was here with us, and intended to harm her and anyone who stood in the way of getting to her. Honey, all this here in the city of Mothers is just the tip of the iceberg. We keep the city as safe as we can. We try to keep word from spreading. But all of this is to protect us and to keep Melville hidden. It is our most cherished secret, and we protect it and the women living there with our lives. Only myself, Clem, and Addie know the exact location, and we certainly ain't going to let anyone bring danger here again. Again? It's why we have that rule in place now. Good, innocent women and children had to die to teach us that lesson. I'm so sorry. What happened? To be honest, I don't rightly want to talk about it. I don't even know where I'd start. Just, look, please, trust me when I say that this rule is the only thing standing between us and disaster. Sophie, you can get off my damn back because I brought you your damn new beer pole. Mind if I switch the line over? It's about time. I've been wearing as much as I've been pulling with that old spout. You go right ahead and pull one on the house for yourself. <sighs> there we go. Wish I had more of my customers paying beer. Yeah, I think if we did, you'd wind up burning that damn forge down again. That only happened once. I swear, you'd think I was a serial arsonist or something. Hey, Rosie, how you holding up? Great. I mean, well, y- yeah, I-, I guess I really am. Seems strange, though, considering. Considering that the guy you were fucking got his head blown off under you? Christ sakes, Becca! Oh, come on. Since when we mince words around here? God damn it, there's a difference between mincing words and being an asshole. If it helps, he wasn't really under me when it happened. He was on top. Ha! <laughs> That's my girl. I knew you wouldn't be offended. Me? I'll take a lot more than that. Still, for his wife and his daughter's sake, can we at least keep that last bit to ourselves? I hear she's here too, and, well, she's good people, and I wouldn't want her hearing something that awful. Yeah, well, I still think you were being an asshole. Meh. Somebody needs to be. This place is too boring otherwise. So, Rosie, I've always wondered, what's whoring like? Ugh. Is it hard with all those different men? Oh, I give up. It wasn't always men, you know. Just usually. And I actually like my job most of the time. And the way I figure it is most of my customers use their bodies for hard manual labor day in and day out. And that's what I did, too. I use my tools just like the minus hands. Besides, I earned my money and paid my own way for everything. Buy my own house, put food on my own table. I ain't had to rely on a single person. I like making people happy, even if it is just for a little while. Every man and woman who needs a break from reality sometimes. But what do you do for a break that makes you happy? Maybe I'll show you sometime. Well, 
If you two are done grinning at each other, maybe we can get back to business. We gotta get on the road soon. I got a few more questions for Rosie before we go. Yes, ma'am. Rosie, I'll be seeing you later. Jessamine. And don't you be forgetting about that wagon axle, Becca. Yeah, yeah. another splinter. <laughs> now, what you expected it to be like? Take a break for a little bit. You've been planning that beam all morning, and you're gonna hurt in places you ain't never hurt in the morning. Take my word for it. I don't know what I expected it to be like. I saw that chair you made from Miss Clementine, and it reminded me of this vanity table my mom used to have. It was all curvy and carved with vines, and they were so pretty, they looked like they just grew that way and turned into wood. Then when my pa broke it, anyway, even as a kid, I always wanted to be able to make something that pretty. I understand. I wish I could have spent more time making pieces like that myself. But most of woodworking is exactly what you're doing right now. It takes a long time to turn a tree into a piece of fine furniture or even into just a nice planks. But people don't appreciate the craftsmanship it takes to just make a polished wood floor with tight seams and smooth joints. They may not look at it same as they do a chair, but I feel just as proud as the chair foyer at their house as I do that chair. What are these broken pieces for? Oh, those? That'll be the new floor of Jess's supply wagon. The old one's given out in three places. But they're almost as thin as paper. For now, yeah. But there's a trick to it. See? All these pieces are basically broken bits of the same tree, sliced real thin. And you could probably tear them with your hands. But if you take these broken pieces and glue them back together the right way, each one turned a little like this, you'll get a piece that's stronger than the original by far. It'll still bend, but it won't break. Here, I've got a finished sheet under the press now. That's incredible. Where'd you learn all this? My daddy taught me. But my mama is the one who taught him how to make this. He was a carpenter on a railroad, and she was one of the Chinese workers that came in. Oh, that explains it. I mean, you just look rather different, and I didn't want to I'm sorry, that's rude. <laughs> Honey, that's okay. I'm used to it from new folks. My mom and I used to get comments more rude than that from the folks in our town. That's horrible. But you said she was a carpenter, too? Not exactly. She had the skills, and I got her assigned to working with my daddy. But they buy and sell the indentured workers like they trade jewelry. They don't get to be carpenters here. It did at least prolong her life, though, I guess. Many of the other Chinese workers died working for the rail. She did, too, but from a fever when I was real young. That's horrible. I'm sorry to hear that. At least you had your father, though, to help protect her. 
Sort of, I suppose. Mama taught him how to make wood lighter and stronger, and Daddy gave her me in return. I really know if she wanted it, but he did talk fondly of her from time to time when he drank. But he didn't marry her, of course, on account of not being allowed, but he did claim me when she died. Mostly, anyway. What do you mean by mostly? Well, he made a fortune off what she taught him, so he bought her debt when she died so the boss couldn't claim me as his property, too. But I think he always viewed me as something in between a daughter and a worker, and sometimes a punching bag. With me around, no proper Christian woman would marry him, and he always held that against me, but taught me everything I know, though. So for all his shortcomings, I thank him for that. We don't do enough of that, you know? Enough of what? Appreciating them that broke us. Without them breaking us, we never would have known how we was actually supposed to be put together. And maybe I can pass my knowledge on to other and help rebuild broken folks, too. So is this the initiation speech you give all the girls who come here? That, uh, I didn't mean... I know you're just being nice, Gracie, and I appreciate it. But I promise you I'm fine. So... You're really okay? What about your old man? (sighs) I know what you're thinking, and I always heard him whispering about us. He was cheating on me, and they didn't think I knew where he was when he died, but I did. They wanted to protect me, so I just went along with it to try and spare Cora from the shame. But he ain't the one who broke me. He saved me from the one who did. Took good care of us, even though it might have been out of guilt. I ain't never had to think about what to do on my own. That's why it's time I learned, for Cora's sake. (sighs) You know, sometimes I forget I ain't the first person to put myself back together. It's getting around noon. I say that makes it officially not too early to drink now. Come on, Sammy girl. I'm buying. Clem! Clem! Becca, girl, slow down. What's wrong? Shit! I've been looking for you everywhere! There there was a man! He was... What? Where? I'm trying to tell you! He was sneaking around the forge when I got back. He he ran off when I spotted him. I lost track of him. God damn it. Any idea which way he headed? Not rightly sure. Maybe toward Pearls. That hammer all you got on you? I didn't have time to grab my gun. But Black Beauty here will put anybody down as fast as a bullet. If they don't shoot you first, I'm not taking that risk. Go grab Jessa, will you? I'm headed toward Pearls to check it out. Tell everyone you see on the way to get off the road and stay inside till we've got the all clear. Right. More running. What's going on? No time. Just get off the street till you hear otherwise. Got it? actually painted the whole thing yellow? (laughs) The whole damn house when all I asked for was yellow shutters. Benji weren't never good with instructions. Samantha! Oh, um, hi, Rosie. Shit. Gracie, I done told you we was gonna be here this morning. Yeah, you said morning. It's afternoon now. I haven't had a chance to tell you how sorry I am for your loss. Are you holding up okay? How's Cora? 
Yeah, we're good. Thanks for asking after her. We both miss him. He always made Cora laugh, and he always brought her dolls. But look, I was hoping I'd see you. I've been trying to think of what I wanted to say to you ever since I heard you were here, too. Now look, before you go any further, I ain't gonna have no one acting indecent. Everyone here has been hurt, all right? Just me, it's okay. Whatever she's got to say, I probably deserve it. Go on, Samantha. I wanted to tell you I'm sorry. What? I lost my husband, but you had to live through seeing it happen. You have to live with being afraid it'll happen to you. And I'm sorry if you feel guilty about it, because you shouldn't. You were just doing your job and nearly got you killed. Samantha, I... he, he was your husband, and I hated being a part of that. I'm so, so sorry. I always was. I know you were. I knew it was you who secretly sent that dress to Cora last Christmas. Ain't another girl her age in town with a dress so fine. You made her feel like a princess, like the princess I always told her she was. I can forgive a woman for a lot of things for being that kind to my child. I honestly don't know what to say. I always thought you two both deserved better than that. <laughs> you and the rest of Blackchapel. Benji weren't perfect, hell, far from it. But he was a good daddy. He wouldn't have laid a finger on Cora like... Well, I just hope she never knows that her grandpappy was a goddamn monster. Oh, Sam, honey. No man can call himself a father who'd do that to his daughter. I ain't warm Benji's bed since we made Cora, Rosie. Even then, I couldn't stop crying. So no, I didn't really blame him either. Honestly, just part of me was relieved. As long as he could go to you for it, I wouldn't have to. That's why I never said nothing all these years. I had never any idea. Nobody did. Not even Benji knew it all. I just didn't want you thinking I blamed you. Jasmine! There's a man sneaking around town. Clem's looking for him now out by Pearls. Damn it, I knew this Blackchapel shit wasn't gonna stay down. All right, either of you got a gun? Just my hammer. Always on my hip. Sophia, gonna need to borrow your rifle for Becca. She's all yours. I only got two bullets for her right now, though. <sighs> That'll have to do. Becca, Gracie, you're with me. Uh, everyone else, uh, listen up. Stay put, stay out of sight. We're going to go handle this, and um, and everything will be just fine. Hopefully. Come on, you son of a bitch. Where are you? <gasps> Don't even be thinking about making a sound now. You hear? Drop that gun down nice and slow. Don't you go thinking I can't kill you without a gun. Who the fuck are you? You can call me Peter. I can see why that woman sheriff of yours likes you so much. That's some righteous fire you got there. Careful. You don't want to burn it all up at once like she did. What do you mean by that? We'll get to that, don't you worry. First, you're going to tell me what business you've got with that sheriff up in Blackchapel. What we've got, mister. 
You're barking up the wrong tree. He came to us for help. I take it you've got something to do with that business in Blackchapel? Because if you do, you're going to wish you ain't never come here. <clears throat> Don't you try that again, woman. You're on thin ice. My orders are just to give you a message, but you're damn close to getting put on my list. What list? Trust me, you don't want to make it your business. Your pretty little wife made it her business and it got her burnt up with the sheriff. No, 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 no. You say that again, you filthy lying piece of shit. Addie, no. Ain't no lie, she was running with a bad crowd, your filly was. I will kill you. I will make you beg for hell as a reprieve if you touch one hair on her head. Well, now that's a relief. Weren't me that did it. But you still got yourself another wife to warm you up. If you want to keep it that way, you'll all stay out of Blackchapel. Is that supposed to be your message? That's the short and sweet, I guess. But here's the rest. be here. All right. Becca, go around left. Uh, I'll take the right. Gracie, you stay to the front. Jessa, honey! What, what do you... Oh, my God. Clem! Clementine! Thank God. She's breathing. Seems like... Seems like she just knocked out. What's in the bag? It's leaking something all over her. Oh, God! Jesus! How'd they nail that page right onto his head? Who is he? It's... Damn, it's... Last time I saw this man, it was because of... Everett fucking Woodyard. <sighs> Addie put a hole right through his chest. <laughs> Guess he survived. Till now, anyway. What's the page say? I will grant peace in the land, and you will lie down, and no one will make you afraid. I will remove wild beasts from the land, and the sword will not pass through your country. Leviticus 26.6. What does that mean? I think it might be a promise. And a warning. Addie, what the hell did you get us into? The Blood Crow Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 2, Black Chapel, is written by Ellie Collins, Ashley Chapel, and Zachary Valdo. Sound production by Scott Moore, music production by Peter Thomas Berger, and Foley production by Zachary Valdo. Our vocal cast includes, in alphabetical order, Angel Ash, Leif Ballard, David Benedict, Charlie Close, Ellie Collins, Trevor Garner, Laura Hauser, Evan Ivey, Daryl Lester, Lex Lewis, Gray Lynn, Judson Ragsdale, Ricky Robinson, Emily Thomas, Amanda Van Heil, Daniel Van Heil, Lindsay Van Pelt, Zachary Valdo, and featuring Joe Ravenson as Sheriff Eli Thomas. This episode featured special guest Peter Lalish as Apostle Peter. This episode featured the song Mary by American Murder Song. 
American Murder Song is a collection of original murder ballads by the star of Repo, the Genetic Opera, and songwriters of The Devil's Carnival. Check them out online at AmericanMurderSong.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Killing Place, and YouTube at American Murder Song. The Blood Crow Stories is recorded at ARTC Studio with assistance from Atlanta Radio Theater Company. You can find their own audio dramas at ARTC.org. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Blood Crow Stories, and Instagram at The Blood Crow Stories. Learn more about our show at thebloodcrowstories.com. If you like what we do and want to support our show, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thebloodcrowstories. Thank you. Now, rest, sweet subject. <laughs>